Hi all, this is RV Empath, and this is the podcast RVE for the HSP, Highly Sensitive People. Welcome. It is April 4th, 2021. It is Easter Sunday, um, and so it's a day of uh, contemplation. It's a day of uh, being thankful. It is a day that has themes of resurrection and rebirth and uh, new beginnings. Uh, It's very much also a part of springtime. So um, we're going to talk about these themes in today's podcast of RVE for the HSP, The Light. So let's get into it, shall we? I, um, gosh, I, how are you doing? I hope everyone is continuing to focus on healing and working on ways to be and stay calm and balanced and connecting with God, universal energy, God being shorthand for good, um, divine energy, very, very important. Um, because gosh I don't know you know I honestly don't really know how people make it through without that component that's a that it seems to me it's a essential component for having a healthy happy whole life particularly being highly sensitive and um, clearing out the mind every day doing things to detox from the overstimulation from the stress and on top of doing daily healing things that work for us individually and it's up to us to figure out what that is and also it's a never-ending sort of hobby I mean you can you can think of it as a hobby (laughs) Um, instead of a chore it's never-ending so throughout life we will it's up to us to continue um trying out new things to help us heal, to help us be calm, um, to help us be our best selves as we live our best lives. And that has to do with all kinds of meditation techniques, energy work, there's EFT, there's Ho'oponopono, there is uh, color healing, different, all kinds of therapies of, of the mind and, um, soul and spirit Um, there is health and nutrition and exercise all of these things kind of like overlap healing the heart working on the subconscious healing childhood trauma Um, it's a lot (laughs) but well worth it well worth it you know I'm reminded a few times in my life I have worked on my healing and worked on my healing and there were times when I thought I will never make it through to any kind of plateau and I had to make peace with that. It was like, well, what if, what if this never changes? What if I never feel better? And I'm here to tell you that things do shift. There is a point that is reached where you go to the next level you up level just like in a video game and uh, 
you're not the same again. You don't have to deal with, with those same types of low vibe energies again. Sometimes it takes uh, a little like time to kind of get used to the new higher vibe. So at that point, it's kind of like you slip back into the lower vibes and then you shift again and slip back in and shift again. So it, it's still work, but it's a great relief because it, it is actually palpable. Like one can experience it for oneself. Oh, this is, this is how I feel now and it's so much better and that's how I used to feel and oh, I'm feeling how I used to feel. Let me try to get out of it. Let me actively work on getting to those the good vibes again. So it's up to us to like keep keep working on it. And then it becomes kind of the set point. It becomes habit, so to speak. And there's this whole thing. I mean, it's laying now, down new neural tracks in the brain. And, and um, you know, there's all this like medical and scientific... <laughs> Um, information to back it up but it is absolutely achievable and uh, I just wanted to say that to give hope this is another you know Easter has a theme of hope as well Um, and springtime so it is important to have hope it is important to know that we can forgive and we can be forgiven. I wanted to mention today, this morning, I um, came up with like a new version of Ho'oponopono, which is the Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness. It is in uh, no particular order because I have seen people do it, do the four lines in different orders. But it's basically the lines, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. So it could be, thank you, please forgive me, I love you, I'm sorry, or please forgive me, I'm sorry, uh, I love you, thank you. You know, mix it up to how it feels. I have also seen and noted that people use different parts of it more often than others. There's one lady who simply says thank you all of the time. Like wherever she is, once you start, you know, thinking it enough, it kind of goes on in the background. Look, you know, if we're going to get real, all of us are getting, you know, programmed or hypnotized or, or affected by something. Whether it's an earworm of a song, music that plays. I had a song stuck in my head. I'm not even going to tell you what it was because <laughs> I don't want to inflict that on anyone. It's a cool song, but it was in my head for five days. And then the song itself, I, did, I didn't particularly like the lyrics. I mean, it's a really like exciting and stimulating song and, and cool. I mean, I... I enjoy the group, you know, um, but it was also like kind of aggressive and not as, as positive as I would 
like it to be. And so when it when you're thinking these thoughts over and over again in your mind, I mean, you're basically we're all being hypnotized, right, <laughs> by something, whether it's uh, whatever it is you're watching, reading, learning, the thoughts in your mind. That's why it's so important to get calm and balanced within and do meditation, whatever that means to you. There are different types of meditations. There can be OM, um, kind of like chanting. There is uh, sitting in silence and just clearing the mind of any thoughts and any thoughts that arise. Um, you know, simply letting them go and getting back to being without a thought. And that, let me just give you hope, that can be, you know, incredibly um difficult, I guess is the word that comes to mind, but you don't let that dissuade you. But what I am trying to say is having the mind be totally clear of thoughts. Uh, I mean, gosh, it, for me, it's like a milli, milli, millisecond, right? And that is an achievement. Just to clear your mind of, it's not even a full second. It's like a, 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 a portion of a second is enough. And once we start having that, that little relief, then you can start to pay attention to what you are thinking. Like a lot of people don't even, they don't even like consciously um, become aware of their thoughts, which is, gosh, I mean, that's, that's a state of being um, unconscious and not being engaged fully in life. Once you really start to be conscious of your thoughts, oh gosh, that, that's awesome. Because that is, uh, that's one of the keys to living a happy, healthy whole life, right? Because that gives us the opportunity to shift. Okay, so I don't want to go too far off track. Oh, yeah, I was talking about Ho'oponopono. So you can, you can work it any way that you feel called because sometimes, you know, those lines can be very triggery. I'm sorry, please forgive me. You know, people are like, what the heck? What am I <laughs> like? Who am I saying that to? And what the heck am I sorry for? And, you know, um, I love you. I mean, these lines are some of the more difficult things for people to say. The important thing about it is that you don't have to mean it at the time you're saying it. You just have to be willing. You have to be open. You have to be open to, um, you know, forgiveness on all, on all uh, parts of all people involved in things. You have to be open to love and being loved. Um, open and willing to heal and shift the, the pain in the situation. That's all that's required. So, um, and then the words, you know, it all just kind of, you know, works its, its uh, love automatically. But if all one says is thank you all the time, that in and of itself is awesome, wonderful, sublime, fantastic. So work it however you feel comfortable. Now, what I originally was talking about when it 
I came up with like, I don't know, a couple more lines for the Ho'oponopono, which is interesting. And then the order that I said them was interesting. So let me share it with you. It is, please forgive me. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. You're welcome. (laughs) And something about this really appeals to me because it's kind of like we're talking to ourselves, our higher self and our inner child. And um, we're also talking to everyone and and everything else on the outer right on all levels of being so please forgive me and remember this can be however you want to interpret it like please forgive me for um you know past mistakes that i've done that's just one example of what we can if you're if you're struggling to figure out what to say what am I asking forgiveness for well that's something we've all made mistakes um I forgive you for um not knowing any better or whatever it may be like I said it runs the gamut so you can come up with your own um you know why you're saying I forgive you Um, I forgive you for being an imperfect world or whatever, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry for um, not um, or I'm sorry for times in which I failed to be my best self. I'm sorry for um, past grievances in which I've hurt people when I didn't even know I was doing it, you know, whatever, take your pick. Thank you. I mean, gosh, that doesn't even need (laughs) any sort of uh, um, explanation on my part. I don't think I love you. Um, I love you for being you. I love you uh, for the beauty that exists in the world. I love you. You know, you're welcome. (laughs) You're, you're welcome for for me loving you number one but also uh you're welcome for um being a part of my life you're welcome for um your welcome is like kind of welcoming in the uh, like god universal energy the the beauty of the world um the beauty of life um you're welcome welcoming in healing new beginnings right there's because there's a double not only is it like you're welcome like the um the rote thing that people say after someone says thank you there's that meaning but there's also the meaning of the welcome mat you know welcoming in so i hope you find that helpful i think it's it's super helpful um for me anyway, and I thought I would share it. I'm torn as to whether to go into like a deeper subject right now. I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep this uplifting. But certainly, there is still a lot of pain, a lot of hardship, a lot of grieving that is going on right now. And um, I have personally been noticing um, 
difficulty in terms of uh, depression and um, you know chronic pain and um, and it, it breaks my heart that uh, to see choice certain choices that people are making and I just want to remind you all how important you are never forget that and never let anyone else or anything define who you are in your heart I have lived through hardships in my life as we all do and I think it helped strengthen me but also also I've been blessed with like some kind of I don't know stubbornness a refusal to let like life and other people get me down and I mean when I was in seventh grade I'm gonna try to like breeze through this I don't know but I'm gonna try not to get stuck in the details but in seventh grade there was a situation that happened where um, my best friend at the time turned on me, froze me out, and then turned other like classmates against me for um, something that, I mean, it was, it was very unfair. Like I said, I could go, <laughs> I don't want to go into the details right now, but just trust me. So uh, I experienced at a very young age being shunned and ostracized and bullied for something that essentially I did not do. There was that also in college in an, a couple of different ways. The same thing happened. I uh, very early on got um, like I was disliked and I got a reputation for and uh, for being a slut or a whore these are awful words but they're used against women and um, th it can be very hurtful especially when it's not true I mean whether it's true or not it's uh, it's hurtful um, and by true I mean okay I want to be clear that I'm not calling any woman a whore or a slut. I do think that there are women and young women who can act out sexually from a place of injury or a place of um, woundedness within. And uh, sometimes it can come from a place of... of uh, of like personal empowerment I mean it's a whole complicated thing so I'm not going to get into that now that's that's its own subject for another day I just want to be clear when I said uh, you know if it's true or not but the point is uh, there is a general sort of um, concept that society holds in terms of a woman's sexuality and when a woman crosses that those boundaries 
for whatever reason, um, that is when the label can happen. If, if, it's, if it's reality. It, but sometimes, like I said, women are labeled uh, a slut and a whore when there is no actual basis in, in fact in terms of uh, sexual acts to base that on. I hope this is making sense. I do want to move on. Um, at any rate, <laughs> uh, it's painful. So, uh, I had to deal with that. I had to deal with uh, re- rejection from um, a sorority. It was like t- it was so tough. I was I was best friends right from the like the first day. I made uh, close friends with uh, a girl. So this is freshman year out of college. And her sister was president of a sorority. And her sister, right from the get-go, because I was friends with, with, her, um, with her younger sister, didn't like me because she thought I was a bad influence when it was actually the other way around. So it was like, without even getting to know me, the president of the sorority was against me. Like, just from just from me hanging out with her little sister. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Anyway, whatever. So rejection from like whole sorority, the most popular one on campus, might I add. And then there was a fight I got into where one of the, one of my like quote unquote friends that I was hanging out with started a, a fist fight with me. Like she slapped me during a a drunken like party so I responded and there was a whole you know fisticuffs kind of thing going on so I was I was shunned and ostracized for that like I couldn't eat in the cafeteria I had to go and get my food and like go back to my room and I if I think about it I could probably come up with more situations but these are like just three different situations in which very bad negative energy was aimed towards me. Rumors flew, you know, that kind of thing. And I want you to know, if that kind of stuff happens to you, just hang tight. Don't ever, don't ever let other people drag you down or make you think negatively about yourself when it's not ever if it's based in fact or not, right? Because we are beautiful beings and we have the potential to change. There's always hope, always hope. Uh, Whatever kind of shitty situation you find yourself in now, it will change. Uh, there, There will be new circumstances, new schools, new jobs, new romantic partners, new friends. You know, I have come to find out friends, they kind of come and go, or at least they can um, in life. There is something very much to that whole quote, um, sometimes people come into your life for a season or a reason or something else. (laughs) There's a third part of that, but really, 
focus on self-love, self-acceptance, and self-forgiveness, okay? And, and definitely connect with God, universal energy, guardian angels. Um, they are there. At past love, loved ones who have passed on, there is help and support there. And so, and look for, um, look for support in supportive environments. Uh, go to uh, meditation groups, go to different uh, churches, um, support groups uh, for women, for men. Um, you know, if you're dealing with addiction, there's all sorts, of, there's Al-Anon, AA. I mean, it's, there's great stuff out there, but it's up to us to look for it. Okay, healing, 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 keep on healing. But I hope that is helpful for you because don't let you know, heartbreak um, affect you too negatively at all. Um, you are beautiful. You are meant to be here. You are important. And your life makes a, a positive difference in the world. People don't even realize how much effect they have on others. Honestly, people I don't even like know very well. like we all have gifts and talents to share okay so let's just remember that and give it the the proper respect that it deserves right we are here to share our gifts and talents so get to it all right moving on 25 minutes in let's go look over the astrology for the week I don't think I will do a review of the past week other than it had to do with healing <laughs> well that continues so let's just look over the week coming up starting with today do 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 alright today there aren't any exact aspects happening um, between the planets in Chiron but there's always stuff going on with the moon the moon is currently in Capricorn it's going to continue on through Capricorn and be conjunct with Pluto later on and um, there is still very much that that trine happening remember I really really encouraged you to get with the Chiron Sun Venus in Aries because that is supported by Saturn, hard work, overcoming obstacles, who we are in the world. Saturn is an Aquarius, innovation, change, kind of like a punk rock kind of vibe. Um, and then, and it's all about, Aquarius is all about the mind, remember. It's an air sign. And then there's positive, there's a positive trine with the North Node and Mars and Gemini. Gemini is also about the mind. Um, uh, how we communicate what we learn. Mars is our passion, aggression, how we move forward in the world. So Mars in a positive trine with Saturn is a good thing. I have been moving forward in my life and I expect you have too. If you haven't, it's because you haven't been focused on it. If you're focusing on it, 
you can make headway, all right? So that is still going on currently. Um, let's look, see what's happening tomorrow and Tuesday. Again, there are no exact aspects happening between uh, the planets and Chiron, but let's see what the moon is doing. <laughs> so on Monday, the moon will have moved into Aquarius. And again, there's still that, oh, Mercury moved into Aries as well. So there's an Aries stellium still happening between Mercury, Chiron, the sun, and Venus. So make good use of that. And again, Aries is very much, it's ruled by Mars. So the fact that there is a sextile, which is a positive aspect in which we can use our, our learned skills and natural talents, because there's that positive energy flow, you can move forward with goals, man. Absolutely. You got to focus on it though. And you have to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, it's really hard to get it. <laughs> right? So, um, and then Saturn is there. Saturn is our work ethic. So if you want to transform that, give it a little like, you know, injection of caffeine, it can be there for you. Okay, so yeah, the moon is in Aquarius, it'll be traveling through Aquarius and conjunct Saturn, probably on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know exactly when it's conjunct Saturn, sometimes which sometime between Monday and Tuesday, which is the 5th and the 6th of April. Um, but and then it it's going to be moving on toward Jupiter. Remember, Jupiter is in Aquarius currently too, and that is the great benefic good luck planet. Yay! And Venus is going to be sextile Jupiter um, pretty soon. That is a beautiful energy. So um, Monday, that's Monday and Tuesday. Remember, I still want to recommend focus on that Aries stellium which is about healing. Chiron is in there. That is healing and transforming inner wounds, anger, and rage. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. The sixth, which is Wednesday, you have Venus sextile Mars. Yeah, that is always cool when Venus and Mars are in good energy flow with each other because that is the masculine and the feminine the um, receptive and the um, proactive or whatever, <laughs> whatever the opposite of that is, the yin and the yang, um, when they work, you know, hand in hand, it's, it's great. So remember, Venus is in Aries, part of that stellium, and Mars is in Gemini. What we learn, what we take in and put back out into the world, what we communicate, how we think, this is all important stuff. So um, work it in a great way, because, you know, they often, they, they get into um, har harmonic synergy several times a year 
and this is one of them so april 6th also on april 6th there is a semi-square between jupiter and chiron that is a smaller version of a square so there could be some stress or frustration yeah <laughs> but jupiter is there and you can't get things too twisted when jupiter is in the mix because it is a beautiful energy but it has to do with healing so take some initiative um, when it comes to healing because squares always want some sort of action on our parts now on the seventh we have venus semi sextile neptune that is a smaller version of a sextile so that is positive energy flow uh, between venus which is again it can have to do with our money our self-worth our values and morals our beautiful things you know how we choose to decorate ourselves and our life um yeah and then neptune is in Pisces, it rules Pisces, and that can be about spirituality, connection with divine energy, finishing up karmic energetic cycles, and dealing with addictions as well. It can be very dreamy. So linking up love and harmony and social graces and art and beautiful things and beauty itself with spirituality is always a great thing that is happening on the seventh and remember these are when the aspects are exact but there is residual energy before and after on the eighth you have mercury quintile pluto now quintiles are places of of inner genius within that we are oftentimes blind to so being conscious of it helps to bring awareness mercury is the mind how we communicate what what we learn and pluto is in capricorn and it's all about transformation it can be about power and control issues it can be about manipulation as well as intimacy and shared resources so look for what you can transform in terms of capricorn type issues and stuff which is work ethic who we are in the world our reputation long-term goals relationship to authority figures including ourselves etc on the ninth we have mercury quintile mars in gemini so mars has every bit to do with our work ethic who we are in the world long-term goals relationship to authority figures large and small our reputations i mean mars is kind of like the 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 back energy of everything that we do it is um you know directed action toward goals so you can have so be uh, conscious of your you know inner places of genius and how you can let that shine all right and how you can use it to reach goals i mean 
our minds have so much to do with that. Research it. Look more into it, peeps. Now, on that's the 9th. Also on the 9th, there is a ton of stuff going on. When is that? Is that Thursday? Is that Friday? The 9th is Friday. There's a lot. There's that quintile I just mentioned, but there's also Mercury semi-sextile Uranus. Mercury, remember, is in Aries. Part of that stellium. Uranus is in Taurus. There's also Mercury conjunct Chiron in Aries. There is Mars quintile Chiron. Mars in Gemini, Gemini quintile Chiron in Aries. Oh, my word. And... Mars semi-square, no, I'm sorry, Mercury semi-square Jupiter in Aquarius and Mars in Gemini square Neptune in Pisces and Venus in Aries, part of that Aries stellium, quintile Saturn in Aquarius. Oh my word. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven exact aspects happening. All of which are positive. Well, there's that the Mars square Neptune. Um, that is something to be conscious of. Squares can be frustrating and stressful situations that ask for action. So it can have to do with, you know, cleaning up karmic energetic cycles and addictions we all have them you got to pinpoint what they are and like shift them to healthier habits or healthier addictions <laughs> um so you know like replace an unhealthy addiction with a healthier one and then like keep doing it <laughs> so there you go i mean that's a lot that's a mouthful there's that semi-square too between mercury and Jupiter but because Jupiter's there I don't consider that like a really negative aspect at all uh, that square is the harshest one but it's surrounded by all this like Mercury action you know conjunct Chiron and semi-sextile Uranus so look for unexpected change or epiphanies you got quintiles with Saturn inner places of genius you got like Venus in the mix um Wow, I mean, that is a pretty hopping day. Then on the 10th, you have Mercury sextile Saturn and Venus sextile Jupiter. Woohoo! There's that sex Venus sextile Jupiter I was looking for. So Saturday has a lot of positive energy going on with the mind, with what we learn, how we communicate, uh, with Saturn type stuff, which is long-term goals or career, uh, who we are, how we work, um, authority, Venus, beautiful things, love, harmony, social graces, art, self-worth, morals, values, money. That is sextile Jupiter which is the great benefic expander. Good luck. Think about what you want to expand. 
think about how you want to move forward and then take some small action. And remember, even if you do little things every day, they add up. I'm really beginning to experience that myself. I have been. I mentioned it in my podcasts way back when. But it's like these little things that you think won't even make a difference, do them anyway, because they do make a difference in our mind, you know, just from the get go, without us even realizing it, it's better than just sitting, what are we going to do just sit on our butts and not do anything? I mean, like, (laughs) just doing a little doing the dishes, doing like picking up just a little corner of, you know, the bedroom, it helps to clear things out in some kind of like way I can't explain. Um, Doing a small thing for ourselves helps. Okay. Now, the 11th, which is Sunday, there is the sun semi sextile Neptune and a new moon in Aries. Yay. So Aries is really getting a lot of um, energy in this next week and Gemini and Aquarius okay and and, uh, a little bit of Capricorn so uh, work it work it work it again you know it's all about moving forward with personal goals but it's about healing as well and new moons are great times to think about what you want to further to see grow you know put put out intentions and affirmations it's an Aries. So this is a very good sign for um, uh, for what you want to, to see grow. Exactly. You know, rebirth, new beginnings. Hey, springtime. Let's get to it. It's also, I notice it's at the 22 degree mark. And um, it's happening on April 11th, 2021. So there's a lot of twos. And the ones add up to be twos as well. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but, um, you know, that's a very good thing because that all has to do with balance and, and healthy foundations. So, and connection. So this is all, this is great, peeps. Work it, work it, work it. All right. Now I'm going to move to, um, guidance cards. I do use the Osho Zen Tarot. I'm going to take a moment to bless and ground the cards and energy for the highest good for all, most benevolent outcome for all. And I encourage you to take a moment to do some conscious breathing and clear your mind and I will be back shortly. Thank you. Okay, as I was shuffling, two cards kind of like, you know, popped 
out or made themselves you know seen so let's see what they are and I, I, I don't actually know what they are yet because I haven't flipped them over but let's see the first card is eight of cups letting go yeah um, that is a card of knowing you know what to let go of in our lives that is no longer for our highest good and uh, that means it's really no longer for the highest good for all um, and it does take a certain kind of discernment to know what we have outgrown and and because you gotta like like I said I used that example of cleaning up a corner of our room it frees up energy so knowing what to let go of in our lives does the same what's the other card two of swords schizophrenia this is about making choices in the traditional tarot it features a woman who is blindfolded and um, so she cannot move it's it's about how we stagnate within because we refuse to make a choice this can have to do with the choices that are related to letting things go it can be very very difficult to um, change our lives in in letting things go um, so that is I guess the overall theme of the reading so let's see now what are some more um, cards that can help support uh, knowing what to let go and um, indecision when it comes to personal choices for the listeners um, can we have more insight in, into how we can best deal with the two of swords energy Calming the mind. I'm drawn to that, you know, this card in the Osho Zen Tarot is labeled Schizophrenia. That's the Two of Swords. So, you know, um, mental health is a very, very important thing. And so I just want to encourage individually, we all need to take the steps that are necessary um, to keep our minds balanced okay so um, again just know that there are solutions and I'm reminded of that um, quote frustration equals motivation equals action but once you start looking for help and resources then the universe meets you I have experienced that enough times in my life to, to know it to be true. And I'm not alone in saying it either. Um, if you try, if you look, if you ask for help, you will be met. Okay? It has to be authentic, though. It has to be, And we know when we're authentically trying. Um, we do. All right. A big chunk of stuff fell out. Let's see what we got here. It starts with the emperor. That's a great energy. Um, that is lo being large and in charge. Um, the dude on the card here is breaking chains around his feet. He's carrying a torch. He's got a sun emblem on his beautiful clothes, multicolored garments. Um, there's an eagle. He's got wings himself. 
it's very, very empowered in a healthy, balanced way. Then there's the chariot, awareness. The chariot, this card speaks of um, victory and moving forward in a balanced way. Um, so, but it is, it can be fast moving action. And then there's the wheel of fortune, change. Talk about fast moving action. Um, the wheel is uh, turning in a positive way. Um, these three cards together, three major arcana, by the way, the emperor, the chariot, and the wheel of fortune, <laughs> the rebel awareness and change, um, these are very, very empowered cards. So, it, it's beautiful. Okay, let me continue. Then there's the three of wands experiencing. This card is also very empowered. It is seeing your ships coming in. It is knowing that it's only a matter of time for success. It, only a matter of time. It is, it's having a knowing that good things are coming. That it's freaking awesome. Then three of pentacles guidance. This is one of my favorite cards in the deck. It features a literal angel, beautiful, vibrant colors. Um, yes, angelic guidance. Look for the guidance, you know, however it comes at, in asking for help, we oftentimes get guidance, right? So, um, seek out a, a mentor, seek out a support group, seek out, um, God, universal energy, help from, um, uh, our guardian angels, right? Wow. Okay. Now there's five of cups clinging to the past. All right. Uh, these cards, the emperor, the chariot, wheel of fortune, three of wands, three of pentacles, which is also working with groups. It's, it's in the traditional tarot. It is about working. It, it is the first step before you get to the eight of pentacles, which is like really getting good at something, really working hard and um, getting to a level of, of um, competence. Um, so these cards, right? And at, you know, the guidance as well, they will help with the five of cups, which can be grieving, it can be sadness, it can be feeling very desolate for things that have been lost, things missed opportunities or things that, that um, things that we are very sad about in life. Um, but remember, in the traditional tarot, it features someone they're wearing a black cloak, and they're clearly very grieving over three spilt cups. But there are two upright cups just beside them. And um, there's like, also, if I remember correctly, there's a castle in the background or some sort of new land that they can get to if they simply, you know, lift their head and look around and get clear sight and new focus. 
So clinging to the past on the Osho Zen card, it features someone, there is a huge ace of cups. Oh my gosh, the, the card right underneath it is the ace of cups going with the flow. That is amazing because on this Osho Zen card, there is an ace of cups that is um, right behind this person, but they're carrying a huge concrete block of memories and, and um, who knows what else, right? Energy and, um, and so they cannot see it. They can't, not only can they not see it and can't see their way through life, but they're, they're probably exhausted carrying all this, um, this overload. So yeah, put the stuff down. Stop clinging to the past. Thank it, bless it, release it. Look at the past as a way to say thank you for these lessons. You know, look for the mine it for the nuggets of wisdom of gold and use it for information and like bless it and release it and move on and thank it right ho'oponopono um please forgive me i forgive you i'm sorry thank you i love you you're welcome <laughs> i mean some of those i added the i forgive you and uh you're welcome <laughs> so uh but again Prayers of forgiveness can help clear out like energetic resonance. And then there's the Ace of Cups. This is the Ace of Cups. This is what is sitting there in the Five of Cups card waiting to be discovered. This is beautiful new beginnings, blessings from God, universal energy. It is just amazing. Um, uh, cup overfloweth bees knees socks and shoes rainbows and unicorns butterflies sun shining health and happiness on all levels gorgeous gorgeous energy it is titled going with the flow and it features someone kicking back their arm is like crooked under their head so it's like you know how people sometimes lay in hammocks and stuff this is what this figure is doing but they're relaxing in an energetic flow it looks like water I mean it's all very like blue green um, energy but it can be energy as well very healing healing and relax in the healing energy relax in the flow of life of beauty um, of love including self-love Wow I think that might be it for today peeps I'm gonna finish out the um, the shuffle here but really, I mean, that is a mic drop moment for me. And then the bottom of the deck is the moon. Past lives. Um, yeah, this is always a reminder to heal our subconscious. Remember that. And uh, inner child stuff. But it's also in the traditional tarot. It is what we cannot see. It is the unknown. Um, so... Uh, but underneath that is two of wands possibilities that is a very empowered card of choosing of choosing to uh, it's very empowered choices um, and looking out uh, holding in the traditional tarot uh, there's a, a guy who holds the the world in his hands so 
it's being in a really good place. Underneath that is Hierophant, nothingness. And that can be um, uh, having to do with uh, education, institutions, um, the church, modern mystics. It is, um, I tend to think it, it has very like spiritual implications for me. Um, Seven of Pentacles, patience. Yep, that's a reminder. We have to. We have to remember to be patient with our changes. <clears throat> um, but they are happening, and um, it is a time of rebirth, peeps. This card features a pregnant woman. There are moon phases above her head beautiful vibrant colors all around her um, fabrics as well so we are all going through rebirth on on uh, any number of levels and it's a beautiful thing but just remember to nurture ourselves as we go through it and and be as healthy as possible just like it's important for a mother who is pregnant to care for the child um, as best as she can it is us caring for ourselves as best as we can right and our inner children our inner child doesn't go away <laughs> so um, it's just another reminder of how important it is to have self-love through it all um, self-love self-forgiveness self-acceptance yay Woo. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful. I think it was. And thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more. And um, have a very safe week. I wish you all the best. Keep on keeping on, peeps. And um, as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.